Hello, and welcome to the Absolute Recap U.S. Government and Politics Edition. Our philosophy is to maximize your understanding and minimize your need for memorization. Each episode will recap content, skills, and test-taking tips to help you succeed in May. I'm your host, Melanie Kingett, and your recap starts now. Hi, and welcome to the Absolute Recap U.S. Government Edition. Today's episode will recap interest groups. Let's zoom out. We're in Unit 5, Political Participation, Topic 5.6 and 5.7. Our big idea is competing policymaking interests. Today, we are going to look at interest groups and their effect on policymaking. We will cover the different kinds of interest groups, the ways in which they can apply interest to the government, iron triangles, and some of the criticisms of interest group lobbying. Let's zoom in. Interest groups. This is getting real interesting. Which is an organization of people that have similar interests and goals with regard to policy are an example of a linkage institution. While we have not used that specific term before, we have discussed a couple of examples in previous episodes. A linkage institution is something that connects the people's interests to the government in some fashion. In the U.S., linkage institutions include elections, political parties, interest groups, and the media. I've been asked by the candidates to thank the American networks. Which we will cover in a future episode. The power of interest groups has been on the rise since the 1960s and represent both liberal and conservative ideologies. For the purpose of the AP exam, we will focus on three different kinds of interest groups. The first group is based on occupation and or economic interests. Examples of these groups could include the American Medical Association, the AFL-CIO, the National Education Association, or the Chamber of Commerce. Not all of these groups have the same interests. A union might want more regulation or to see the federal minimum wage raise, while an organization representing the business side would likely be against these policies. A second group is based on public interests and things that in general are beneficial to all. Examples of this could be the Humane Society or Sierra Club. Environmental interest groups have gained influence in the recent decades as evidence of climate change became more pronounced. Finally, there are single-issue interest groups, which represent some of the most powerful influences over policy. Two notable issues involving rights surrounding guns and abortions. Hi there, producer Brad here. I wasn't always what you would call the best student. In fact, a fellow student once complimented me by saying how much my illustration skills had progressed over the course of our first semester philosophy class, where I may or may not have gotten a D. However, I did do very well in all of my online courses, so much so that my grandfather said that maybe I should avoid in-person interactions altogether. But the point is, everybody learns differently, and sometimes all you need to understand a difficult topic is a different perspective. The Absolute Recap live virtual classrooms allow you to collect collaborate with AP students from all over the world. Each 90-minute lesson is hosted through Zoom by your favorite podcasting teachers and focuses on specific course topics. Our teachers use visual aids, provide opportunities for student practice and Q&A, plus they give you a downloadable study packet. Our virtual classroom is a great opportunity to review for tests throughout the year as well as prepare for the exam in May. Reserve a seat for one class or book your seat for the year with our virtual classroom bundle and save. Now, back to the recap. So how exactly do these groups influence policy? There are two ideas to consider, inside of Congress and outside of Congress. Interest groups can donate money to candidates, also known as electioneering. 
lobby members of Congress, and help draft legislation to be sent to the floors. Often, these influences happen behind closed doors. Michael, is it true? Don't ask me about my business, Kate. And the public isn't aware of the influences unless the media or members of Congress shed light on the issue. Outside of Congress, interest groups work to get public opinion behind their goals. This could include grassroots canvassing, social media campaigns, sending out political mailers, and in some cases, starting public initiatives to bring issues to a vote. Sometimes these interest groups are part of a mutual relationship involving congressional committees and other bureaucratic agencies in the government. This relationship can be called an issue network or iron triangle. This relationship is usually friendly, with each group helping the other two and receiving something in return. For a more detailed example, please see our study guide that accompanies this episode. It is also common for members to use the relationships developed in these networks to make a lateral move into another job. While there are sometimes time limits on members of the government joining a lobby group, it is still a common practice known as the revolving door. This close relationship between interest groups in Washington has often been criticized. There is no equity amongst these groups. Connections and the amount of money a group has are huge determining factors when it comes to their actual influence over the policies coming out of Washington. Any more criticisms? Yes. Sometimes this issue is referred to as elitism. When you have too many elite interest groups, you could end up with hyperpluralism, which is the idea that equally powerful groups lobbying for things that essentially have contradictory interests, leading either to gridlock or policy that doesn't have clear objectives. Finally, there is the idea of a free rider program. This is when individuals benefit from a collective good, regardless of whether or not they are part of the interest group, which disincentivizes joining the group and taking part in the political process. To recap, interest groups are an example of a linkage institution that creates a connection between the people and the government. There are three different types of interest groups who use money and influence to lobby for change both in and outside of Congress. Some of the criticisms of these groups are the role of money and the revolving door, which makes some interest groups more powerful and thus makes some interests more prominent than others. Coming up next on the Absolute Recap U.S. Government Edition, campaign finance. Today's question of the day is about interest group spending. In billions... How much money did interest groups spend on the 2020 elections? For the answer to the question of the day, please follow us on Instagram at The Absolute Recap. That's the A-P-S-O-L-U-T-E Recap. For updates on episode schedules, study guides, and to contact us with questions and suggestions, please visit our website, theabsoluterecap.com. The Absolute Recap is produced by Brad Kingett with music by Zach Caruso. Today's episode was written by an AP Gov teacher. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Time's up. Votes are in. Thank you for listening to the Absolute Recap U.S. Government and Politics Edition. AP is a registered trademark of the College Board. Copyright 2020. Absolute Recap LLC. All rights reserved.